0: welcome to the modern warrior podcast i am your host gavin Meenan, and on this podcast i will be speaking to inspirational individuals who specialize in the field of physical and mental health to offer you the tools that you need to become a stronger healthier and more confident man in today's world hello and welcome to episode number 54 of the Modern Warrior podcast. Today, I have Rebecca Boatman with me on this podcast episode. Absolute privilege to have her here. Rebecca is the founder of the Brave Movement, which I would love to know more about. And mm-hmm. she helps men and women open up to true love. So I know of the guys listening to this are... In the field of of dating, seeking relationships, perhaps in a relationship, and are finding it difficult to negotiate that, finding it difficult to comprehend the challenges and the difficulties that come up in relationships and dating life. So Rebecca is here to enlighten you all in in that field so you can make the best decisions going forward in whatever capacity you're at. So Rebecca, how are you? to doing today
1: i'm doing really good and i'm excited to be here and share whatever i can to make a difference for everyone and i'm hoping by the end of this i have your accent
0: <laughs> uh, Is the accent so uh yeah whatever one time
1: i literally googled how to have an an irish accent and i <laughs> no. sat there watching youtube videos
0: uh seriously mm-hmm oh, unreal well you just you just have to come down and to uh mm-hmm. absorb it and learn it so there's my invitation to you come on over and from your own experience or from your own perspective what are some of those barriers you mentioned barriers there what are some of the biggest barriers that you feel men are faced with in today's world when it comes to maybe women in general or dating relationships Mm. you know what's your sort of perspective and what what are these sort of barriers and how can they move beyond them
1: yeah, I think um, a big one would be seeing dating or seeing women like they see work. Like as in like the way that they view work and what works inside work, the paradigm that they're operating in, thinking that that's gonna work in dating and in relationship and it simply doesn't, <laughs> right? Like let's, so a big one being like, let's get to the point or, um, you know, these things are or looking really performance-based at a relationship, right? Like thinking, okay, when everything there's is at a certain like xyz and then it will be great it's right right so then feeling like they're taking backward steps when there's emotion of also all these things where they're viewing or wanting their their partner to fit into what they can control at work and realizing that the feminine is very different <laughs> so having that understanding will can create a lot of peace but that would i would say that's one of the number one breakdowns <laughs> or, or challenges that i see
0: yeah so like men are more logical in their thinking and in their approach where women are more emotional. So it's having that awareness as a man to be, to almost express your feminine side instead of always being dominant in your masculinity in terms of work performance. Here's the plan. Here's the goals. There's the steps you need to, to take to get to this point. It's like, yeah, yeah. Forget about structure for a minute and just be with her in her Vulnerable state, or in her happy state, or in a sad or her lonely state, and just sort of move through that transition together. Is that sort of? Am I touching on something there, or?
1: I love this. I can tell you've done some research. <laughs> this is good. So yes, um, one of the best gifts that you can give a woman or anyone is is your presence, right? So know that a lot of the times when the feminines vomiting or talking or blowing like. Um, especially if it's conflict, there's, there's, we like to call it like garbage. They're like vomiting. And if you try to like interrupt and get to the point, it literally feels like her garbage is like stuffed back down her. And that's where chaos breaks out. Um, but that's conflict. So there's so many different case by case scenarios we could talk about, but knowing that the best gift you can give someone is, is your presence. So as if, um, when you, you want to look right, the, the, the logical brain or the practical brain wants to look for what's the point like, what's the point? Why are we doing this? Right. And then, so you're already ahead. You're thinking ahead. It, what you could do is pause and really, really be like, okay, I'm just going to take a deep breath. Notice the sensations in my body that want to rush through this, notice the sensations in my body. And I'm just going to breathe and smile and, and, and hear and just, and just be fully here, fully in my body. And, and that takes a lot of practice. I, I believe the majority of our world doesn't occupy their body. And that's um, it's, it's also a part of our, our journey here on earth. So I would say breathing and, and listening, and yes, understanding that, you know, women, we can be very, very different. <laughs> and sometimes there's no point. We just want to elicit and we want to emote, and yeah. um, understanding that and us understanding men as well is very important.
0: Of course. Well, yeah, sometimes the man just needs to listen and not simply to hear hear her and give advice you've got to listen to her so there's a difference between hearing and between listening so yeah when you're listening you're actually paying attention to the even the emotions beyond the words and what the the words actually mean or what sort of feeling or emotions are tied to those words and then you can sort of just be with that instead of you're you're hearing her and you say okay i hear where you're at this is what i think you should do you've got to do this you've got to do that and she's she she feels She feels she, she withdraws because she feels like it's almost like an attack or, um, as you said, she sort of suppresses the, the rest of the story or she suppresses the emotions or the feelings because it hasn't been sort of uh, received as she wished from her partner. So, but, but yeah, this is a, it is a very difficult process for men because this is almost as if we've been programmed to fix problems. Not to be with the problems, and this is even reflective in terms of when a man is a problem. That instead of being with the problem, instead of just being with the pain or being with the hurt, it's like, oh no, I've got to, no, I've got to do this. I've got to go to the gym and 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 train, and you know, have an outlet for the stress or this hurt that I feel. I've got to go and drink, drink this pain away, and then get into a brawl in the pub, you know, comes out in that way. So yeah, sort of this, um, I think it's, it's very uncomfortable for men to actually be with pain to be with the, with the difficult emotions and women, I feel can simply express themselves much better when they are having those difficulties instead of men sort of suppress it. And again, it's this sort of conditioning as well in terms of how you're brought up and how you, would have observed your, your father's response whenever he had difficulties in his life, whenever he had a stressful day at work. Maybe he didn't come home, maybe he went to the pub, maybe he came home and maybe he punched the wall or was quite aggressive, or maybe he withdrew from everybody and he just went to his own office in the house and didn't speak to anyone and was very silent. So understanding that whatever... Wherever you are in your life right now, it's sort of a result of all you've observed and all the experiences you've had in the past and understanding that that pattern will continue into your dating life, into your relationships, into your family life until you become aware of that pattern and you can make a change to it in order to adjust that course going forward and improve your dating life and your relationships and improve your your kids' lives and their relationships. So there's a massive amount of responsibility within that context on its own. Not just in terms of relationships or dating, but in terms of who comes after you and understanding that whatever pain you're carrying from your father will transfer onto your kids and their kids. And even when they feel the woman's emotion or the woman's expressing some sort of pain, it could actually be provoking some sort of pain within the man. And that's why it's so
1: uncomfortable for them. I love that we're going into this conversation of being with pain because... It, you know you think about dating relationships and, and love right that to the depth in which we can actually experience or have experienced pain and we don't suppress and we actually go into that space is where actually light comes in and, and love can fill that space and it really deepens our capacity to love so i also know that right as women it's been more socially acceptable right for us to go there and I feel for the men so much I'm just so impressed and 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 proud of the men who are willing to go there and um I praise you you know I I really praise you and knowing that um it's important to know that going into those depths it's temporary you're a lot of times people won't go there because they're afraid they're going to be stay there and they're going to be stuck there it's really more more conflict but there's actually like a process that's happening when you go there and um it, when you touch on those points right so really to break it down like it's simply sensations in the body so feeling like okay while this is happening can i be with what is going on in my stomach in my chest can i be with these sensations in my body And there, this is where true, true power is. Right. And so knowing that when you, when you say you feel like that ache in your stomach or that discomfort, right. And you want to run to the gym, you want to do everything to run from it. Right. Being like, okay, can I just sit here a little bit longer and just being, becoming familiar with those sensations. Right. What is that? And then when you come to your heart and you're like, okay, I'm safe. Like there's literally um, like an alchemical process that's happening where this energy that's, that's been stored, that's been having the You know, the body want to run is actually touching the light. And then, and then it's disintegrating and it's actually being um, dissolved into the light. So I share this so I can give you guys a frame of what's happening. Therefore, you're that much more likely to embark on this journey because there literally, there literally is a huge benefit to, to being able to, to notice when there's a tendency to want to avoid or shut down or go into those old programs of like, wow, if I can just be here in this moment, right? Well, this is happening. i need to be familiar or get familiar or get, or become aware of these sensations. And come to my heart, there's this process of it's actually creating more freedom. I wanted to explain that alchemical process that's happening in everything that you're sharing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. I, I, I get that. It's even been a, a tr- big transition for me as well, in terms of feeling it in the body and not just hearing it, in my head like every single morning I've, I've, I've expressed this several times that I have a, a morning practice where I go into uh, into a space in terms of going to nature I bring my journal with me at the moment it's dark and it's quiet it's peaceful and I can just be there with my thoughts and up to a certain point only quite recently it's it's all been about okay what am I thinking what am I thinking and I'll just write down what I'm thinking but then over the last while I've been sort of feeling those thoughts in my body and starting to pay attention to that, that there's a tension in my body that that needs to be expressed as well to a certain extent. So, and that, that, whatever I'm feeling in my body is sort of linked to a feeling that has been unprocessed from the past, such as if I was rejected in the past and that rejection would hit me like a a kick in the stomach. And then, I'd be thinking about maybe some sort of rejection that happened in my life quite recently, and that same sort of feeling would come up in my in the pit of my stomach as well. So, it's what I mean is that whatever happened, whatever happens today, or if you've been triggered by something today, it's that trigger is sort of poking at a pain that has been unprocessed from childhood or from the past. And that's where the issue lies. So I'll sort of go there and try to almost establish a mind-body connection in order to be able to completely free yourself from it. So, and for me, it's it's been about breathing into it. You know, a bit more a bit more breath work now as well as the as the journaling, which has helped massively. Perhaps it's some sort of meditation. I, I don't call it meditation, but I just sort of breathe with it. And that's helped hugely as well. So it's sort of writing down my thoughts and paper sort of clears my mind, but then breathing into my body sort of clears the body or clears the spirit as well. So that's something that has been, that's I'm talking two months ago, maybe I came to that realization that hang on a second, I'm feeling this in my body as well. Maybe I need to start paying attention to, to my body as well as my head. So again, for a lot of men, they get stuck in their heads. You know, all the all the noise, all the chatter is it's up here, but and they neglect their body. And again, it's um but it's all linked. And there is a there's a connection there to whatever you whatever you hear here is you're gonna feel it somewhere in your body. I got traumas, it's attached to to some part of your body as well that needs to be paid attention to. So like for you. Is there sort of any practices you could recommend these guys do to sort of help them establish that connection or to maybe get in touch with that pain or trauma in order to process it, to be free from it?
1: yeah i i love what you shared at the very beginning is understanding that triggers go so beyond um what we're ha- what's happening in the moment right like say something happens xyz you get rejected you approaching a girl you're afraid to approach a girl because you're afraid you're gonna get rejected which all like literally every man i man i talked to who can be the most high powered successful man or or not like it's the same like rejection is a real thing or right? the fear of rejection um just knowing that it the the name of the game, right? Is can I just be with the sensations and no, they're not going to kill me. So really understanding, um, that what's happening in the immediate moment, right? There's when sensations come up, it's never really about what just happened. It's never about like, well, she said, no, like it always goes deeper, right? If there's what that discomfort and be like, okay, wow. Like actually inviting it rather than trying to avoid it will create so much more in one's life when they're like, you know what? I want to, instead of me wanting to avoid this, I'm going to be okay with it. And then like you said, breathing, right? I really love putting a name on it of like knowing, okay, I'm feeling rejected or I'm feeling left out or I'm feeling embarrassed or ashamed or like really being able to put words to how you're feeling and then be like, okay. And knowing that it actually only takes 90 seconds for your body to process that chemical, to process that hormone. So understanding that as well, right. I'm trying to give all the logical facts here for the men right now. I'm like, how, you know, what else? So, so really going like, okay, like make a game of it be like, you know what? Like, I'm going to make a game of this of like, like let that be the um, con west of like, I'm going to like this, I'm going to discipline this body because I am not going to let this body control me. I've got, I'm in the driver's seat, right? And then you, 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 when it wants to avoid, you say, nope, I'm the boss now. And you, you literally move forward with that, whatever that thing is. Maybe it's, maybe it's even being more vulnerable. Maybe it's telling your wife how in love with her you are, right? I know um, there's so many, I've, 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 um, at one of our retreats, we had men come in and read poems and they were going through breakups and it was the most profound thing. It was so like, I showed, I have it recorded and I showed one of the poems to one of my girlfriends and she just instantly started crying like the woman, cause they see men in their hearts and it just, I just have to say men, it cracks us open. Like there's nothing more attractive than a man in his heart. And I know it's so funny because I know how, how scary that can be, but just know, like literally like, like all the fears from dad, not allowing feelings, all it's just know that as a woman, like there's nothing more attractive. So those conversations that say you're a beta, all, all those things that come up, that is old programming and that's dying away. Be on the cutting edge of being the man who leads with that because our men, our, our world needs it. Okay. We're on a tangent. So to be this specific is, is an important tangent though, is being, trying it on as an experiment and letting it, letting it be a game of, okay, I'm going to do this thing that intimidates me. And I'm going to understand feelings are going to come up. I'm going to breathe, right. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to put a name on it. I'm going to put a name on it. Okay, this is what I'm feeling, and then I'm going to come to that space of, okay, what, what would heaven feel like? What would it feel like to feel safe right now? And, and you're, you're literally training your nervous system to be open to a whole new world of possibilities mm-hmm. in that practice
0: opportunities excellent and that's something quite interesting i think as well just to go back to the retreat that you spoke about there in terms of the men and their poems and as you mentioned all these men were going through breakups so you know from your own perspective again i know that it's quite subjective but was there sort of a a dominating factor that caused a lot of those breakups in terms of yeah is there is there like an underlying uh, common trait or common behavior that sort of caused those breakups to happen that men in relationships today could perhaps become aware of it or even men yeah. who are who are going through breakups or are single could potentially avoid that pitfall going forward
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I would say that these were because the relationships were founded on trauma bonds, which a trauma bond, right. Is where you're, um, it's trauma on trauma and there's unhealed things that get to be healed to then really be autonomous and step into a healthy relationship versus a trauma bonded relationship is, it's an addiction. It's an addiction, and it's 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 just as hard to break as any other addiction. Where right? they say it's sometimes one of the hardest. So that would be where you seek a relationship that ends up codependent, where you're you're sourcing your power. I'm doing air quotes because your your power is not in another person, right? We are the source. Trauma bonded relationships, you you know, they're trying to work out trauma um, through one another, which inevitably, even in a conscious relationship trauma is going to present itself, right? Because intimacy into me, I see, there's going to be so much more you're going to see about yourself than you would if you were single. So it's not to say that that can't happen in a conscious relationship. The difference is in a conscious relationship, it's I'm fully responsible and I don't want you accommodating for, for, for my wounds. Yes, you can be present and loving and kind, but stay, stay, um, State independent in the sense that's healthy, right? I would say that that was um, some of the causes of those those breakups, and it's not a, it's not a bad thing, right? And it's trying to heal mom dad stuff, and even in a conscious relationship, that stuff comes up. There's just a much different way of of going about it that it invites expansion, expansion, and freedom, and and more wholeness and happiness.
0: Yeah, I work with a lot of guys who, funny enough, when they reach out to me, they are on the brink of a breakup or going through a breakup and they're just in a very bad place. But my my statement to them is, you know what, this is a massive opportunity for you. You now have the space, capacity uh, to be able to hone in and focus on you and understand, okay, why did you move into that relationship in the first place? Or, you know, what are the sort of patterns that evolved throughout the relationship to, to result in that breakup so that you don't sort of repeat that pattern again going forward? So there's a, as I said, there's a massive space there for them to to step into and hone in and focus and heal whatever pain perhaps caused that breakup. So that's that's very relevant and uh, something I see time and time again with the guys I work with as well. And it's very common because uh, it's almost um, in a strange sort of way. Now it'll, it'll won't sound strange to you, but it might sound strange to the to the guys listening to this that you sort of seek out a woman to. Replace your mum, replace your mother, you know. So And there's that whole uh, mother wound as well that a lot of guys um, aren't aware of that, you know, they've spent their whole childhood managing the mum's emotions and then they find a woman in their lives and they're managing her emotions and then there's no space and no time to actually hang on a second. What about my emotions? What about my feelings? And that can grow into resentment and cause, obviously, a lot of difficulties in the relationship however as difficult as the relationship is as painful as a situation might be it's comfortable because it's familiar because that's how that's how it was with their mom that's almost their understanding of how a relationship should be so yes um again something i i see quite often with what the guys that i that i deal with and you might be looking at me thinking, how do you, how do you know all this stuff? Well, I know it because I've been there myself. So um, it, everything I'm talking to you about is something I've experienced and have uh, something I've had to process in my own time throughout the years. So uh, yeah. all that mother wound trauma. And again, there's this misconception when you say trauma that some guys might be listening to this and say, "Oh, you know what? I, I, had, a, I had a pretty good childhood. No, nothing really happened, but Trauma comes in many different ways. It could be small traumas that have happened, like minor traumas throughout your life that have happened. And it's very difficult as well for men to sort of change their perspective and see their, especially their mum, perhaps in a in a different light in terms of someone that might have had a detrimental, detrimentally negative impact on their growth and progress in life. It's that to me is a very difficult transition for a lot of guys because they see they see their mom as this almost like this holy figure, you know, this um, perfect person in their life, and someone that was so very good to them, and perhaps was so very good to them, but underneath there was this sort of uh, yeah emotional management on their behalf in terms of having to manage their mom's emotions because the father was perhaps absent from the from the home and her mom of course the mom had a lot of her own emotions to deal with or didn't deal with and you have to step in and sort of be very careful with your words and your behaviors or actions in case you upset your mother so and again this transition into a relationship where you're walking on eggshells as well in case you upset your partner but all the while you're suppressing your own feelings and emotions Which turns to resentment. So,
1: yeah, yeah. And then, of course, with that, it's like, um, yeah, we fear the loss of love, right? Because if, like, we if 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 I express or I show, then this love is going to withdraw or vanish, and I don't want that. So then, the behavior becomes molded, and and then the one thing, right, that we desire is actually it's not even. We're not available for it in the space, right? Because then we're being inauthentic to then try and you know hold this thing together. So there's so many different variables, and um, I think it's so beautiful that you have that awareness, awareness of it, and then seeing how it would show up in relationships is so powerful. And then learning, okay, wow, it's actually safe to express and emote and share, and and my partner is is still present and they're not going anywhere, right? And and I'm not responsible for their I'm not responsible for their emotions or all the things that, you know, we can learn as childhood that are no longer, that aren't true. Right. And and once we decide they're not true, because they are until we (laughs) they stay true until we decide that something else is available.
0: Yeah. Well, the difficulty too, is that although the man perhaps, or even the woman in the relationship becomes aware of their traumas and how it may be having a negative impact on the relationship, although, although they love the partner and, Perhaps want to stay in the relationship, and you know that they have some the commitments there, kids, and all the rest of it. They they sort of stay there, um, almost in the hope that the other partner will eventually find the mm-hmm. light too. And I don't know how you could negotiate that. Obviously, as you said, you're not responsible for their emotions, for their feelings their actions so you can't force them to make that change or you can't uh, you could perhaps help them become aware of it or can you even um, but I think the big thing is as the partner sees say the man sees the woman changing or the woman sees the man changing and becoming happier in themselves it could encourage them to do the same or not it could increase resentment even more but let's say the man for example has, has come to the point of awareness and is at peace with his with his own trauma and his own difficulties but at the same time wants to stay in the relationship because he loves his girlfriend or his wife or whatever when is it the time to sort of step away from that and say you know what
1: i've
0: I've got to go or do you go
1: yeah that's such a really good question and I say with something like this, like it's really a matter of the heart, and going somewhere silent, and really, really being with yourself. Of like, okay, like what what's important to me, right? And what what am I? What's my capacity for this? And and really checking in with yourself, and um, and being honest with yourself about you know, it, it, do I see the possibility here, right? Or am I being dishonest with myself? And, um, obviously how we see things does influence the relationship. It does influence the possibility. So that's so important to, to not miss that step or understand that. And, um, you know, obviously there are partners and people who are unwilling to, to change. And, and so I think willingness, number one, when you have a willingness on both parties, like you can create magic. Um and having support. I think support's so helpful and, and important. Um, so I wouldn't give a specific time frame. I would say um checking in with yourself, being really honest with yourself, seeing that there, there's a willingness on both ends. If there's not a willingness, then I would say that's a huge red flag. Um, and also being mindful of, are they saying they're unwilling or is the ego interpreting an unwillingness? So being very um, clear about that is important. And then what some people I know do is and, is they'll say, okay, I'm going to give it six months or I'm going to give it a year. I'm going to give it three months, but they don't share that timeline with their partner. And then that's just there and they let it go. And then they, sh- they show up and they give it their all. I am a product of, it's probably not the best word, but of divorce, what inspired me to get into this work, right? I get to like change this idea of relationship and marriage. I just remember, I'll just share this with you guys. I I've never actually even publicly talked about this, but it's coming to mind. So maybe someone listening needs to hear it. I remember when my mom and dad got divorced, I wanted them to be back together so bad. Like I didn't understand, right? As a little girl, you naturally want your biological parents to be together. And I'll never forget. I was driving in the car with my dad. My dad was driving. I was in the seat and he says, you know, honey, he was like, your mom and I love each other. We're just not best for each other. And in that, I have the chills right now. And in that moment, it clicked for me. And I go, oh, I'm like, well, I want what's best for them. And then I never, never again from that day did I want them to be together. And it was like that open communication with me as a little girl Him saying that it was like, oh, well, I want what's best for them. And if that's not each other, like I, I, I got it, you know? Um, so I think that had they stayed together and been miserable and fight, like, I just, I I believe that the best example we can be for our children and for other generations is really taking care of ourselves from this super deep self-loving place. And I think we've learned a lot of people go back backwards right they think they need to do it for their kids but it's like you're self-abandoning your kids are learning self-abandonment so i just felt called to share that for someone anyone who needed it
0: yeah and this also came from your dad's awareness around the situation as well i mean that's quite a powerful statement to come up with so uh the fact that he understood it as it was 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 quite powerful as well so uh yeah well done to your dad and that that's again that's something that holds a lot of people back because there's kids in the relationship and they stay in the relationship because of the kids but then the relationship's so toxic that it's kind of productive in the long term anyway because the kids are going to suffer more if they stay together than if they if they were apart and were happier individually as opposed to together and the kids could experience what a happy relationship would look like if the mum or the dad moved into another relationship with someone else. And yeah, that's something that came up in a conversation a while ago that was another guess that, um, that if uh, say, for example, you're in a toxic relationship, you broke up and you're in the relationship because again, you fear, you fear for your kids, but you can demonstrate from your new relationship that this is what a loving happy relationship looks like so you can demonstrate that for them in a new relationship so because ultimately you are a model for for your children and they're going to model whatever sort of environment you've been in and again we see this time and time again with especially for me and i'm sure with yourself for the people you work with that their behaviors and their relationships are so so much influenced by the relationships that they had with their parents or their parents relationships as they were growing up which causes more problems in the long term like a lot of like I'm in Ireland in this uh, and Ireland is dominated by the Catholic religion or has been for decades and I grew up in that with that dominance as well so a lot of families stay together a lot of couples stay together because it would have been massively frowned upon uh, from a Catholic perspective if, if you separated or if you divorced, I don't think divorce was actually legal until recently. so it just shows you you know you're sort of constrained within the religious uh, within the re- religious realm and as I said, those uh, those parents, should never have been together and then the kids are, are suffering because of that dynamic so any guys listen to this and, th- and that sort of situation you can change that now for your kids and staying in the relationship for the sake of your kids may be actually detrimental to your kids in the long term so yeah um be the the happy self-aware individual that uh, they could look up to instead of being this sort of scared individual within this relationship that's afraid to make a move so perspective so then if uh, if we were to we're going pretty deep aren't we if we were to okay bring it back up to the surface a little bit more and say okay you've got your shit together somewhat and you're ready to move on into our relationship and into the dating life um from speaking to a lot of people and men at the moment, like dating just seems to be so difficult at the moment in terms of establishing relationships with with women or even venturing down that path. Is there any sort of anything within that that you've sort of become aware of in terms of the boundaries towards dating and potential relationships in life right mm-hmm. now?
1: Yeah. Well, let me ask you first so I can speak directly into the challenge. What challenge are you seeing that's really common for um when when you say it's been difficult for men, what do you feel the challenge challenges are or the main one is?
0: Well from my perspective in terms of speaking to men is that women are not committing or not mm. maybe this is more towards the the feminine movement or maybe women becoming more masculine in their nature taking on careers and being more career driven than relationship or family driven mm. so not committing to to the man maybe not submitting to the man or being submissive to the man so they're sort of they're more withdrawn and the man doesn't know whether he's coming or going basically
1: mm. Got it. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's a great question. So, I mean, this goes for men and women. If we're attracting partners who, um, don't want to commit there's, there's something, and that's a pattern, right? I always help men and women discover their, their patterns. Um, so really looking at, okay, if I have a pattern of attracting these women who don't want to commit, um what happens if i do attract a woman who is ready to commit what's there so really sitting with that question because they there will be these these limiting beliefs or these fears or things that will present themselves right because we're we're attracting a certain archetype because it's serving us and it's fitting what we're comfortable with and if we want to attract something different then we really get to be with okay what's my relationship to that different thing, right? A committed woman. And what are my reservations about it? Right. And really just taking an honest inventory of that. That could be talking it out with a friend. It could be talking it out with a coach. It could be journaling, just taking an honest inventory there. And then looking at a new, new, having a new relationship to commitment. We actually did this in our last virtual event. We ended up spending a whole day around commitment because a lot of it, it was like, I'm afraid it will get boring. Like all this stuff came up, right? And so I was like, okay, perfect. Let's talk about it. So it's creating a new relationship and a new idea, a new paradigm, a new uh, uh, to what commitment really means, right? So um, I would say that's where you want to want to look at that, right? And um, you mentioned one other thing. You said the fear. You you said attracting women who don't want to commit, and you also said okay, women who are more work driven or they're more in their career and they're not making family priority. So there is an abundance of women out there who will match what it is that you deeply desire, what you truly desire. And it's about being open to it. And if there's a a, a pattern of attracting this woman who's not prioritizing you, who's not being present with you, there's something in that person, the, the man that's unavailable to that Right. So it's really looking at like, what would it be like? What would it feel like to attract a woman who did make me a priority? Right. Who, um, who did want to have a family? Am I really ready for that or am I, am I scared of that? So, really asking those questions and waking up to those things so you're fully behind, behind the wheel in your dating life is going to allow for that, that true love to come in and that love that, that trumps the, those fears that I've been causing one to attract um you know the woman who doesn't want to commit or the woman who doesn't prioritize you all those things it can be a comfort zone um so it can be a little scary and it takes self-discipline however the benefits by far reap the the um temporary discomfort
0: yeah Uh, you touched on the there earlier like that rejection is probably man's greatest fear and if you are to commit there is a massive risk of rejection within that as well so you don't commit you sort of withdraw or you don't you're, you're not you don't go fully in there you don't so that you can sort of you can you can come but you don't go too far you don't invest too much into it because uh, you're afraid that it will lead to rejection or some sort of hurt in the long term so you sort of go there and again you see this an awful lot with not dating but one night stands and you know random sexual encounters where a man can just sort of come and have that encounter and can just leave Mm -hmm. one behind and, and then he withdraws again. So it's sort of, you pursue, you get what you want. You have your bit of comfort. You've got your bit of soothing through the sex, Mm -hmm. and then you can withdraw again without the fear of rejection. So ultimately you're living a life of uh, coming and going and ultimately a life of isolation and loneliness. But for a lot of guys, the unfortunate underlying feeling there, I think, is that the, the pain of being alone or being lonely or being isolated is not as severe as the potential pain of being rejected. Mm. Yeah. So
1: that's powerful to recognize.
0: Yeah, that massively influences their behaviors. Uh, But then again, as you said, yeah, if you were to commit and open yourself up to the potential of true love, as you mentioned there and at the beginning of the podcast, which you're all about. Yeah, that's that's an incredible thing to experience. And but you're going to miss out on it to not take that risk. You're going to risk ultimately everything. So it is a matter of choice, but it's also understanding is again. Yeah. Why is the rejection so difficult to comprehend? And again, it's ultimately leading back to something in your childhood. Maybe you felt maybe you felt that a certain level of rejection from your mom, from your parents, from peers, teachers, feel like you're not good enough, feel like you're not worthy. You know, that's another big thing, that you're not worthy of love, not worthy of disconnection, not worthy of happiness. So you're not worthy of that, so it's okay for me to feel lonely or sad or miserable you know this is this is what i deserve so sounds sad but this to me is is where a lot of guys are at the moment
1: yeah that's so that's beautiful i'm glad you shared that it's very insightful for me honestly and um yeah i saw this image the other day and i thought it was so powerful it was like sure you don't feel any if you don't feel any pain then you also don't feel any love Right. So it's like, wow. It's like, well, how do we want to live? Like, what do we want to experience? What's truly important? And, um, it, and it, it's, it sounds like, um, you know, the isolation and the separation and then not being open to rejection, um, to that, that feeling that's more uncomfortable. Right. It sounds like, okay, this is the better route. However, if you stack those years on top of each other, I would bet that hands down that actually going into opening yourself up um, and, and, you know, dealing with those, those feelings that come up is a lot less painful than being 80 and looking back on your life and realizing you never let yourself fall in love.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let's go on and uh, go and uh, speak to your deathbed self or what would your deathbed self? say to you today in terms of, Hey man, what the fuck are you at? You've gotta <laughs> you've got a, you've gotta make some moves here, or else you're gonna be lying on this deathbed full of regret and have missed out on massive opportunities of true love and happiness and uh, mm. sharing those experiences with somebody in your life. And yeah, so there is I, I, and that's why I say to the guys who've gone through a breakup or gone through a breakup, I say, Wow, brilliant. Now you've got the time to to heal those wounds that have perhaps caused that breakup in the first place on previous breakups before that in that relationship for all the wrong reasons, perhaps. And you're going to, the next relationship you're going to be for all the right reasons. And you're going to be, you know, um, you're going to love yourself so you can be more available and love, and love this other person with all your heart going forward as well. So that's a big thing as well. Like everything I just said there a few minutes ago, that's not loving yourself. Being okay with being miserable and, and lonely, isolated. That's not loving yourself. So, yeah to cultivate that love in you first and and maybe you don't love yourself because you didn't feel that love from the people in your life when you're growing mm. up but it can be cultivated um, true self-awareness and true reflection and true of course a very healthy environment in your life today you can't go back and be the child again but you can create a, a very loving and, and healthy environment in your life right now with uh communities and and groups and friends and all that and uh and feel like feel that you're adequate feel that you're that you're not invalid you are a validated member of of community of of this life and you are also worthy of love and happiness so mm-hmm. yeah you just um yeah gotta feed yourself with some good stuff instead of um yeah being weighed down with with all the all the pain and the hurt from from the past so uh and understand as well that it's it's not true if your your parents your mum your dad whoever they were also flawed individuals had their own fuck-ups had their own securities insecurities um so yeah what's to say that they were right but about their actions and behaviors and it's just worth questioning ask more questions and that's that's ultimately where i started with my process is to question my thoughts question my behaviors question my actions and say okay what what am i doing here what why am i thinking this why am i behaving this way why have i got a porn addiction why do i keep going on these random sexual exploits and just feeling empty feeling still feeling this void within what is that void what what's that void supposed to be filled with? And it is, yeah, it's love, connection, validation of some sort. So yeah, that's a process. And as I said, yeah, find some peace and time in your life to be able to reflect on those thoughts and understand those thoughts are based. they those thoughts are linked to feelings that are associated with experiences in the past that you need to start paying attention to to raise your self-awareness and to make better decisions going forward. So you agree?
1: Absolutely to know that um it's safe to experience love right and really training the body of like okay, it's safe to feel love it this is safe and that's what it, it's like how how long can I sit in this loving connection how long can I sit in this feeling and knowing that it's not no matter what the past was no matter what dad said no matter what mom said, no matter what ancestors like the truth is we live in a universe where there's infinite potentials and we have that we are co-creating so we can tune into a potential that creates a whole new reality and a whole new possibility of what it means to be in love what it means to be in relationship and no one no one listening to this no one in this world is exempt from that so um you know really inviting it and being open to it and you can absolutely create an incredible relationship regardless of any any conversation any 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 experience like that no one is exempt for that i feel it's very important to to mention that and i love that you brought up the deathbed thing looking back and i was driving in my truck this morning and i'm like listening to music. I'm like dancing. I'm like so happy. I'm like, wow. Like I like just feeling that freedom of like, I really live life, you know? And, and I, and it wasn't always the case, which is why I love when people are like, you know what, I'm just going to get outside of my comfort zone. Like, I'm just going to go. Cause I think that's the quickest way to that infinite potential is when your state of being shifts and you become a different person that does something new and different. So I'm like, everyone today, go do something where you're like, I usually wouldn't do that. I usually wouldn't approach her. I usually wouldn't express myself in that way. Like, but you know what? I'm tuning into the infinite potential where that is normal, where that is natural and where that feels good. And Like things, when we do that, when we do something, when we take that inspired action, things are shifting in the unseen that we can never quantify, that we will never, our mind can't comprehend because it's not of this brain, this mind, right? It's so beyond that is quantum. So that's my invitation to support everything that we're just talking about today. Maybe it's asking a girl out. Maybe it's expressing yourself. Maybe it's sharing your feelings. Maybe it's calling your dad and saying, Hey, will you tell me that you're proud of me? I want to hear that. I've been wanting to hear that from you my whole life right like like what it that bring who knows what your sensations are something that's stretchy yet attainable so something that you'll actually do um that really f- you know forces you out of that old mold into a new mold and allows you to tune into that input, infinite potential that's what we're all about at the brave movement And i inspire you guys to do that today
0: i love that brilliant thank you so much and, and then where else can everyone find you if they wanted to get in touch
1: yeah. So I have an Instagram at Rebecca Boatman and you can message me, um, questions there as well. DM me questions there. And, um, yeah, I give content. I, I'm, you'll see that, you know, you have content on dating to support you. I talk about, you know, I get very, I ask tons of questions a day and I try to always make the content relevant to like what questions. So if you ask specific questions, I may make a video out of it, or I may get back to you, um, to support you in this journey to love.
0: Excellent. Yeah, there's there's some brilliant content there, which is why I brought you in the podcast in the first place. So yeah, go and check it out, everyone. And uh, yes, Rebecca, thank you so much for your time and for your intelligence. Uh, Much appreciated. And we'll be in touch. Thank you.
1: Awesome. Thank you for having me. Wonderful.